Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Spider-Man movies. I am a fan of Spider-Man. Uh, as far as the superheroes go, probably one of my favorite. And it was fun to go back and revisit all of the Spider-Man movies. I am doing specifically the live-action Spider-Man movies, so I will not be adding to the potential list the Spider-Verse movie, which I do love that movie, don't get me wrong. But with the recent release of the Spider-Man No Way Home that kind of ties all of the different Spider-Man franchises together in a fun way, uh, I wanted to... I felt it was better to just draw from those three spider-man franchises and draft and make a top five list out of those uh specific movies uh so just the live action movies just from the three spider-men that are in the background uh of this video but um let's get into it with the peter parker spider-man that's right your friendly neighborhood spider-man these are my top five Spider-Man movie starting off with number five is the amazing Spider-Man from 2012 this is Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man I think one of the coolest Peter Parkers out of the three one thing I do appreciate with the different takes the different Spider-Man franchises is the different takes that each of these actors have on Peter Parker. They definitely have their own vibes to them. Uh, and there's definitely some that I like better than others. There are some, especially after the revisit, that I completely, completely changed my opinion on. Uh, but in re-watching The Amazing Spider-Man, I thought this was pretty great. Not only is Andrew Garfield, I think, one of the better Peter Parkers, he's fun, He's kind of cool. He's not as nerdy necessarily. He skateboards. He's a little bit smoother with the chicks. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought the action was fun. I thought the, the story was good. You got this is the one where he has the one-armed teacher who in, a, in an attempt to like have humans regenerate, uh, he accidentally turns into a lizard. Um, which is kind of interesting that there's a ton of lizards in New York City, which reptiles tend to be more of a desert animal versus a city, uh, especially in New York City. Not, not a lot of desert in New York. Uh, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. You know, he's got the, the basketball thing going on. Uh, all of the Spider-Men, they're all kind of their own unique kind of nerdy uh, the scene of him trying to develop the web is a lot of fun. I enjoyed him accidentally discovering his talents, his abilities in the subway. All that stuff, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And because of that, because it surprised me how much I liked it, I wanted to make sure at least one of the Amazing Spider-Man movies made it on the list. Uh, and it was clear which of those two. Uh, not to spoil anything, but chances are... Amazing Spider-Man 2 isn't going to make the list. Uh, but coming in at number five is The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012. Moving on to my fourth 
favorite Spider-Man movie. This is a movie that uh, I actually didn't think was going to make the list. When I first watched it, wasn't a big fan necessarily, even though I do like the trilogy of films that it comes from. Uh, but in the rewatch, especially after rewatching all of the movies, uh, I couldn't not. And it was so much going, it was definitely going to be on the list, but it, I had to put it over The Amazing Spider-Man, which I, I really enjoyed too. And that movie coming in at number four is Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, this one came out in the year 2019. Of course, this is the Spider-Man with uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, which I think, out of all of the Spider-Men, even though I think uh, the, um, the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, even though I think Andrew Garfield was like the coolest, I really liked his performance as Peter Parker. Probably my favorite performance as Peter Parker, I guess. But I think the best, if that makes any sense, the best Peter Parker is Tom Holland. I think he nails that kind of innocence, that boyish charm in a way that the other two don't, don't necessarily do. And at first I didn't really like this movie because of the drones and the, the fake is kind of like the fake superhero. But in rewatching it, I like, especially after watching some of the other ones and really getting a, a different view on kind of how bad some of the other Spider-Man movies are. Uh, this one had to be on the list as well. And I liked it. I think it was more cohesive than the the Amazing Spider-Man. I think the, the story with uh, the love story between MJ and Peter Parker in this trilogy of films uh, definitely is better than the uh, original Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, which I'll get more into that later. Uh, but yeah, I really like that. I thought the uh, addition of Jake Gyllenhaal as the kind of this fake superhero guy, I think it was an interesting kind of wrinkle to the story to like him try like actively trying to fool the superhero people into believing that he's a superhero and able to pull off like these stuff like that the kind of logic leap that you have to have to think that that could be pulled off in any realistic way is probably why I didn't like this movie initially. But after watching, it was like, ah, it's fun. There's some great action moments. I really did enjoy the love story, kind of that, that blossoming love story between MJ and Peter. Uh, at least it felt believable. And it's fun seeing him in Europe, going to the different places in Europe uh, with the, the Iron Man glasses and him kind of not really using them correctly. It's kind of got one of those downer things being the second film in the trilogy. Uh, very similar to a lot of second films and trilogies where it has like this aspect, whether it be uh, Back to the Future 2 or even the second Star Wars film where it has like this, this darker tone. When he gets bamboozled into giving those glasses to Jake Gyllenhaal's character was like such like a bummer and the tom holland spider-man is pretty in all of the movies pretty notorious at at accidentally causing a lot of trouble but in the most innocent kind of ways um so anyway spider-man far from home i thought was a fun movie and uh i, I really enjoyed it and that's why it's here at number four
is take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right. Every Thursday at 4.20, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite Spider-Man film. Uh, I will say, and I will spoil, this is the only film from this trilogy that will make my list. It is by far the best of the trilogy uh, that this movie is from. Uh, so coming in at number three, my third favorite Spider-Man film, is the 2004 Spider-Man 2. The only Spider-Man movie that I like from Sam Raimi. The only Spider-Man movie... That's not true. Tobey Maguire is good in the, uh, the No Way Home. But uh, I think Tobey Maguire's performance in Spider-Man 1 and 3 is baffling. Spider-Man 1 and 3 in general are baffling. I loved Spider-Man 1 when it came out. I had never seen Spider-Man 3 until re-watching all these movies to make this list. But Tobey Maguire's performance is horrible like these movies are not th that good they are not that good spider-man 2 definitely in my opinion the only good spider-man movie that sam raimi did and maybe it's just i'm not a big sam raimi fan i mean this movie has some amazing some pretty epic scenes it has um you know it kind of starts kind of funny where he's a pizza delivery guy and, and kind of campy, which Sam Raimi tends to be pretty campy. Uh, it has an amazing hospital kind of horror scene involving Dr. Octavius, which I think that's kind of a great, you know, villain in this, in this movie. Um, you have the, the issues that, that Spider-Man, that Peter Parker's having, losing his abilities because he's not really into being the spider-man anymore there's con the constant issue with him and mj through the entire what is her name mj in this um kirsten dunce yeah mj mary jane i don't think kirsten dunce is a very good actor either um but they're kind of on again off again relationship where it's like he's into her but then she's not into him the her relationship with Harry in the first one is mind-blowing. Like, it's clear that Peter likes her, but then Harry ends up dating her, and he knows that he's into Mary Jane. And for whatever reason, Mary Jane is in love with Peter, despite the fact that there's no real reason she loves Peter. It's just, like, it's so conf The whole love story between the two of them, when she likes him, he's, like, pushes her away. It just, it's just unbearable. But in this movie, for whatever reason, everything kind of clicks together. Everything kind of makes sense. Uh, the scene where he protects the train 
from going off the tracks and you have the people on the train having his back. Of course, Joey Diaz, the stand-up comedian, being one of those actors, kind of a great perform, great, kind of a great little moment there. Um, if you're a fan of stand-up comedy, a uh, fan of Joey Diaz, um, but kind of a great scene, despite the fact that Tobey Maguire is a horrible actor. The guy is a bad actor, but this movie was able to come together in a way that made it like everything kind of worked for this one movie that Sam Raimi did. Uh, whereas the first and the third Spider-Man spoilers again, <laughs> don't hold your breath on either of those uh, coming up. I mean, I think, I think Spider-Man three by Sam Raimi is pretty widely. I think that movie Spider-Man three suffers from the exact same problems. The amazing Spider-Man two suffers from, and that is being over bloated with villains, with story, with things coming and going. Um, and then also just the performance of Tobey Maguire is just horrible in three, but he, it's pretty horrible in all of them. Anytime he has to cry, like his, emo like he, he f it feels like Tobey Maguire is an alien doing an impersonation of a human having emotions. Like it's, he doesn't feel like he's ever had emotions before and his character kind of illustrates that kind of illustrates how dead inside Tommy, Toby Maguire is like there. Like if you, if we find out that Tommy Maguire was an alien this whole time, it would make complete, it would make his performances in all these movies make complete sense. But I think it all comes together. Also, we don't have the, green goblin villain which in the first one i really didn't like in the rewatch i thought that was so bad i think willem dafoe is just it, i think he's a great actor but like I, for whatever reason when he's got the helmet on it just doesn't work it just it just feels like he's he's a, a theme park character instead of a super villain it just kind of feels ridiculous james franco's performance is like so extra so extra in the other movies uh, but for whatever reason, again, everything kind of comes together in Spider-Man 2, and I think that's a, a great movie, and that is why it's number three. It's my third favorite. Moving on to my number two favorite Spider-Man movie. I think for a lot of people, this would probably be their number one, but and it could have been my number one, but I, the, my number one is my number one for, like I think, more personal reasons than anything which I will talk about when I get to my number one, but we got to go with number two first. And my number two favorite Spider-Man film is the newest release from the Spider-Man universe of movies, from the multiverse of movies. This is the 2021 Spider-Man No Way Home. The way they're able to blend all of the different Spider-Man movies and making it all about a multiverse Yes, this is basically what the animated movie did, but I think the way they're able to connect all the other movies that have been done by the different franchises, by the different production companies over the years, I think um, is beautiful. I think it adds a lot. I think there's a lot of heart with, with uh, them trying to fix the villains in a way. I think that's uh, a, a, an interesting take on 
the kind of uh, how to resolve the conflict between the superhero and the, the supervillain is to try and cure them of some of their of the reasons why which all of these all of these villains in the Spider-Man universe are all kind of kind of sympathetic in a way um, you know like Octavius his chip fried uh, with uh, the Green Goblin the, the the serum kind of turned it into a Jekyll and Hyde thing uh, with the electric guy he you know he fell into a, a vat of you know, it, it, it didn't do it on purpose. He was a big fan of Spider-Man before. I like that they brought all the villains back. Uh, the visuals were amazing, especially when, you know, Doctor Strange takes Peter into the, the, the mirror realm or whatever. Those visuals are amazing. I love the, you know, Spider-Man and his crew with MJ and Ned kind of having his back. I love, I mean, I think... Uh, I think uh, her performance, Zendaya's, Zendaya's performance is great. I think she's b by far out of all of the love interests in all of the Spider-Man movies. I think Zendaya knocks it out of the park. I think she's just an amazing actress anyway. I love the chemistry she has with Tom Holland. Uh, and and I, even, even uh, Ned. I think Ned's a great, great guy out of all of the kind of friend characters uh, the, the Spider-Man movies have. I think he's... He's the best. Definitely glad that it's not Harry again. Um, and then also uh, you have the interesting kind of take on the origin story. The take on instead of it being Uncle Ben, it's Aunt May dying and telling him, you know, with great responsibility comes with great power comes great responsibility. I think the fact that it lands so hard in the third film. Uh, is great and how they're all able to bond together. I enjoyed. It's such a fun movie. Um, I mean, that's the reason why I wanted to do this list and just include those three franchises because this movie really ties it together in such a great way and is the the only, <laughs> really the only good or probably definitely the best Tobey Maguire performance. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot to do, which is fine. Uh, but I think it's great. It also has redemption for the amazing Spider-Man. He's, you know, his character in a lot of ways. I think that those two movies get shit on a lot. And in a lot of ways, this movie, the characters and what they say, they try and give him, you know, they try and they try and prop him up, which I appreciate because I did. I, you know, the amazing Spider-Man 2, if that had just been split into two movies, Easily, I would love that franchise more than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Easily. Because uh, I, I like him as a Spider-Man way more than Tobey Maguire. But anyway, I loved all of the aspects of it. I think the Green Goblin is the best. He doesn't wear the mask. You don't have Willem Dafoe wearing the mask. His performance, he, he's such a good actor. He doesn't need the mask. How they're able to convey that back and forth is great. Um, it does have kind of a bummer ending where everybody forgets who, t where who he is and he goes and, you know, his MJ doesn't know who he is. Ned doesn't know who he is. His aunt is dead. Happy doesn't like, nobody knows who he is anymore. So it is kind of a bummer ending for the trilogy of Tom Holland movies, but such a fun movie. I could see easily why people would have it as their number one Spider-Man movie. But for me, it's my number two. And that is because 
Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8 by 10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Coming in at number one, my favorite Spider-Man movie out of all of them, easily. It was before the rewatch, my number one. After the rewatch, solidified as my number one. The only movie that could have knocked it off was the, the No Way Home. But coming in as my favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. One, you have, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Two, you have, in my opinion, the best villain character in any superhero movie. By far the most sympathetic villain character. You have a small business owner in, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Michael Keaton, right, who plays Adrian T Thomas. Anyway, it doesn't matter his character's name. The most sympathetic character, whose small business owner gets bumped out by large corporation, you know, uh, whatever the Iron Man's company is called. So you actually feel bad for this guy. Now, of course, he breaks bad. He gets, uses this technology for evil. You have Peter Parker's love interest in this first movie ends up being the daughter of the villain, which that the scene where they're driving to the dance is so intense. Just like this, that drive where he knows, where Peter Parker knows that her, his, this girl that he loves, that is not MJ yet, is the daughter of a villain is just the most intense thing and how he comes to realize who Peter Parker is on this drive as well. It, it, it makes that dynamic that's in so many movies, that, that uh, you know, protective dad dynamic trope that's in movies, it takes that to a whole nother level because he's a supervillain, right? I love that. I love the... the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of running through the backyards of stuff. I love the, you know, the relationship between Peter Parker and Ned as friends. I love the villain. Uh, what's his name? Um, he's in the, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Flash. I think he's the best Flash in all of the Spider-Man versions of Flash, which I guess... I don't know if he's, I don't think he's in the Peter Parker one, but he's definitely in 
the maybe he is in the yes he is he's like 30 years old in the peter parker one that was another aspect of the sam raimi films where it's like these high school kids like the bullies that pick on peter parker look like they are you know getting close to middle age more than high school it is ridiculous how old flash is in that movie uh in the in the amazing spider-man a little bit more believable seems definitely seems more like a high school student uh and it's kind of a fun turn where he stands up to him and then they become friends uh in this one he is just an annoying kid who would be like like i don't know like it's i i really enjoyed uh Tony Revolori's uh, performance as Flash in in the the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. So much of this movie I absolutely love. Great action as well. The the scenes where he's learning how to use the new suit is a lot of fun. Uh, Kind of a great coming-of-age type of a story. You have Ned fulfilling his duty as man in chair, which is great. Um, Them hacking the suit taking off the parental guidance stuff i really loved it it like it's a movie that has so much heart so much fun it's my favorite spider-man um you know it's 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 just so so good and it it's uh it was easy as my number one easy as my number one because it's just it's, it's such a fun movie i had so much fun watching it again and uh, it, it was a no-brainer to put it at number one, especially after watching the other ones where I was just so blown away, my revisit of the Sam Raimi movies. So that's it. Number one, Spider-Man Homecoming is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Now, I mentioned already the movies that didn't make it, Amazing Spider-Man 2, way too much. I mean, even the villain of... Oh, what's his name? I, I, too many villains. I really liked his performance, though. I like uh, Garfield's performance as, as, Peter, as Peter Parker. Uh, Spider-Man 1 and 3 from Sam Raimi are just mind-blowingly bad. I mean, Spider-Man 3, probably the worst Spider-Man out of all of them. Uh, and then Spider-Man 1 probably would be the second worst. I would put Amazing Spider-Man 2 above... Spider-Man 1 and 3 from Sam Raimi. If, if I were putting the list, a complete list, uh, the worst Spider-Man movies would be the two Sam Raimi ones that isn't, are not Spider-Man 2. Uh, but yeah, that's it. My top five. Let me do that one more time. This is my top five Spider-Man movies. My top five. Let me start over. This is my top five live-action Spider-Man movies. Starting off with number five is the, the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm going to just do this. I'm gonna, one more. <laughs> For those that don't know, I cut this part out as a promo clip to post on social media. So if you don't want to listen to my explanation for all of the movies, you can just wait till like Wednesday or whenever. I think Wednesday when the, the spoiler clip comes out. This is my top five live-action Spider-Man movies, starting off with number five, The Amazing Spider-Man. Number four is Spider-Man Far From Home. Number three is Spider-Man 2. Number two is Spider-Man No Way Home. And my number one favorite Spider-Man movie live-action is Spider-Man Homecoming. 
Let me know how you would rank the Spider-Man live-action movies in the comments. Let me know on social media. I want to hear it. Defend Sam Raimi. I mean, the second one got to number three. I think that's pretty respectable. And, I, I mean, if you can't understand why one and three aren't on the list, then maybe you need to revisit them. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that's my top five list. And uh, I'd love to hear how you would rank the live-action Spider-Man movies. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.